Welcome and you're listening to Geekologist Radio, a division of the Ninja Pancake family of podcasts. Damien, and welcome to Geekologist Radio, where we jumped right into the pitfall and talk about what we have up to this week. Wait, up to this week? I told you. Who wrote this? Who wrote this? Who wrote this? I told you I didn't refine that. Oh, oh, okay. All right, all right. Well, maybe we can frog our way through trailer talk and rumors. The main event will joust our way through the rest of this week's show. Let's get ready to invade your space like space invaders. Nick, what's going on? That was my bad pun. Uh, opening lines that I was trying to put together with all the old Atari games. And I couldn't find enough uh, Atari games that really fit in that people would actually know. Like Joist, I don't know. Joist, I don't know if everybody... Joust? Uh, Joust, yeah. I, I actually never really played the game. Uh, oh, man, I love Joust. Yeah, I don't think I ever played it, but Space Invaders, Frogger, Pitfall. Uh, that I can't remember the Cops and Robber game either, where you kind of jump the floors and the elevators... I'll kind of remember that. Yeah, I played that a lot with my older brother. I have a brother that's five years older than me, and he had an Atari and would bring it over to the house all the time and we'd play. So, I'm I'm a little disappointed, though. You didn't include Qbert in that. And Qbert's well-known now, especially because of Wreck-It Ralph. I know Qbert's well-known, but in my pun horrific paragraph there, I couldn't fit Qbert into it. (laughs) Okay, all right, all right. Well, guys, another week, another show. By the time the show comes out, I'm hopefully going to have this out the day of the the night launch of Sea of Thieves. So you guys can listen to it, because Sea of Thieves will be a big portion of this week's episode, as well as a lot of other content that we got going on. Uh, we're still moving our stuff around based on what we have, you know, whatnot. We just thought we're going to have a meeting with our website guy tomorrow, get the website ready to launch, and start putting up our written articles and all sorts of stuff for you guys over there at geekologistradio.com, which also means we are that much closer to the 2.0. I know March is getting towards an end, but we are testing stuff. I will be actually testing the streaming side of things uh, for C- with Sea of Thieves, and then that will be something I'll be able to turn around and use for the live broadcasts. But with that, we're going to go into this week's weekly update. And Nick, what's been what's been going on? You know, what's what's something stuff that you've been doing on this week? Well, I was, you know, scavenging Netflix and this weird Paul Rudd porno stash movie popped up on my screen and i was like paul Rudd with some big chops on the side of his face and i was like what is this movie and it's called mute and the first thing i looked at was the runtime and i think it was what was it two hours 13 minutes two hours seven minutes two hours seven minutes i was like this this is a really long movie for netflix to be putting out here and it's starring paul rudd and uh uh alexander skarsgård so, and somebody else that you mentioned to me that's in The Leftovers, uh, that I don't watch The Leftovers, so I didn't catch that because he's wearing a, a MASH outfit. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the movie Mute. It's a, it, 
I, I know we both talked about it and it's getting like 5.4 IMDb and I'm kind of right there, man. It's wasn't really that good. I don't think it knew what it wanted to be. It's kind of a mess. It's, it is. And it, it kind of, it's hard. I mean, cause so the director of this, uh, one of his, I mean, he already did one big flop, uh, which was world of Warcraft. Ah, I didn't even know that. Okay. So, yeah, so he Duncan has two Jones. on his hands now. All right. Yeah. And so he's got this one. This one, you know, it's so there's there's a few things about this. It's kind of like if you blink, you miss it. Uh, with with this one, it's uh, some of the things uh, like characters in it. Okay, first off, sure, Alexander Skarsgård, you got him in this, and you know he's he's got this. He's a big star. He's got this booming voice, and you just you can't miss who you can't miss him, but. Instead, he's in this, he's a mute. He can't talk due to uh, an accident that happened as a child and the fact that he's raised, he is Amish and that they believed against having his vocal cords replaced or try to have surgery to save him. Yeah, his mother said that we'll let it, we'll leave it in God's hands. God will heal him. The thing about this is that it actually was... He did a good job of demonstrating his emotions through his acting, and that is something that this is what what made it at least I kept me watching was Alexander Skarsgård's acting ability to make you believe the emotions and feelings he was going through, basically as a mime, and that's what I was like, okay, I can, I can, I can get this. Yeah, he was a creative guy. He carved little things for his girlfriend. Um, he was an artist, illustrator. You, you see him, uh, a wood carver, making things out of wood. Uh, drew a lot of pictures. Always kept that little uh, paper. Uh, uh, what do you call notebook? It? Like yeah, a, little, like a like a little notebook. Yeah, a little drawing notebook with him, and he would draw little characters or draw people themselves. Uh, the, the the one scene where he drew Paul Rudd and gave him the piece of paper that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. And it was so how fast he was able to do that stuff. And I guess if you if you can't talk and that's how you speak, I guess that's one one thing that you know you would actually you know go with. But so there's a character in this, and I don't. If you blink, you miss him. He's got some weird robots. Some I mean this this is some twisted stuff you see in this film. Uh, but. You know, we should mention gosh. that this is forty years in the future. This is forty years, yeah, forty yeah. years in the future. Sorry, but Dominic Mon- Monaghan. Oh, how you have fallen since Lost! Oh my gosh, man! I didn't realize he was in this. Yeah, he was the geisha guy. Like okay, yeah. Poor, poor, <laughs> poor Dominic. Yeah, I mean, because I blinked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's there's a lot of star power in this in this film. Actually, a lot of a lot of names that have been in other stuff that you know you would recognize it, but because of the how they film the stuff, you you might not recognize them. Actually, like Duck, uh, which someone that you and I both had actually a lot of issues with the character, um, which is played by Justin Thoreau, uh, or Thoreau, yeah, Thoreau, yeah, yeah, and. I, I loved him. I love this actor. Like I love the stuff that he's been in. I absolutely adored him in uh in The Leftovers on HBO. 
and seeing him play a creepy pedophile it was it's a weird choice difficult. to take it was a weird yeah and it's right. just i think maybe what bothered me so much is i've liked him in his other roles so much that the fact of how well he played it maybe that's what creeped me out the most it was there was a couple scenes one with the babysitter who was over 18 and he was making her mimic that she was a little bit younger that completely at that point damien <clears throat> excuse me at that point i was completely taken out of the movie it, it just that it, it throws me off man i don't i don't want to see anything about that i we both have kids yeah. and uh paul rudd's daughter was real close to this character throughout the throughout the movie you know uncle duck basically and mm-hmm. that just creeps you the hell out man there's eh, i i just don't understand the character i didn't understand what the point of the character having those that those feelings towards you know it just was weird okay it's hard for me to explain i don't understand why that character was portrayed that way he could have just been portrayed as paul rudd's sidekick surgeon who was going to take over and you you know what i'm saying it it didn't seem like it was needed they were trying to add this creepy factor to it Mm -hmm. that even at the end of the the movie and i won't spoil for anybody want to watch it but even at the end of the movie it didn't satisfy nothing satisfied me there no. The other thing about this is that there's like when I talk about star powder power, uh, Florence uh, Kasum- Kasumba, uh, she's an actress that, it, it, again, you'll see her and you'll be like, hey, I think I recognize her. The reason why you'd recognize her is she was uh, she played Io in Black Panther. Oh, OK. And it's they, I mean, they really tried with the cast. They had a lot going for it for cast side side or side of things. Ultimately, the movie kind of it just it fell flat for me. It felt like a futuristic running scared, but I liked running scared. <laughs> yeah. But this, like the 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 special effects, I enjoyed. Will I go back and watch this ever again? No, probably not because it just the creep factor on it. So when I see IMDb rating at a five point four. Uh, I'm more of a five on it. Like, yeah, if you yeah. don't have anything else to watch and you don't mind being creeped out, it's something to watch. Now, this is a Netflix original. So you got them that they put this out, you know, and this is a big budget. I mean, it, it looks big budget, at least with the with all the tech that they put behind it. And the actors that are in it. Yeah, the actors. I mean, it's just, it's just crazy. At least, at least you got something... When you look at something like this, and you go back and you're thinking, "Oh God, you know Netflix has been so good, so good, right?" What do you go back and you fall on? Well, Netflix right now has something that's being touted as possibly being a Oscar uh, nominee film right now, and or it's a rated R film in Annihilation. Annihilation is in theaters. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but it is. It's got it's rating about seven point three on IMDb right now, but people are just loving it, and that is an actual Netflix original film that's in theaters. Okay. Yeah, I haven't seen Annihilation either. But yeah, so mute. If you don't have anything else doing, like I had a night where like so I just sprained my ankle, <laughs> and so I was just like, ah, well, I'm, I'm you know like I like all these actors. Why don't I just check it out? 
Well, it was on the front cover when I logged into Netflix with Paul Rudd's big, you know, lamb chops oh, yeah. on the side of his face. So that interests you right there. I love Paul Rudd. And his character in this movie was, it was weird to follow. Yeah, because there's times where you like his character, yeah. and then you find out more about his character. And I think that's the other thing, is there's another character that I absolutely, or another actor that I absolutely love. Yeah. I mean... And he had the coolest just, name in the movie, too. His name is Cactus Bill. Yeah. I mean, great name, great look. He he had strong family ties, and he did not have strong family ties. Uh, it's, it's just weird, man. I, and yeah. for the movie, that's why I brought up the time on it earlier, the runtime as two hours and seven minutes. For them to put that much time and energy and make a two-hour-plus-long movie, it was just really well – or weirdly, really weirded, edited, and it just was not put together well, I think. It felt like three different movies. Oh, I agree with that, yeah. A futuristic together. movie, then like an Amish, you know, no religious-based movie. Then they there was a lot of political talk about military and AWOL and – you're just like, what, what is going on here? <laughs> yeah, and it, I think that's where it leaves you. It leaves you kind of question because even in the end, you're just kind of like, okay, it's over. Yeah. I, I, what can I watch to get you know to not creep out anymore? Yeah. Well, I got something for you to watch that you won't okay. creep out about. And okay. This show, please, this, please, yes, please. And this show is really funny on HBO. And I don't know if you like these type of series. And this series is called High Maintenance. Now, this series is a one-off for each episode. So each episode, you kind of dive into somebody else's life that you really haven't met before. But it gives you enough time to really discover what the problem is or the issue is for that episode. And they intertwine each other throughout the season. Now, I'm in season one. I've finished it. I'm starting season two. There's two seasons available on HBO right now. Now, the thing with high maintenance, though, is the one common denominator is their drug dealer. He's a pot dealer in New York City that rides a bicycle around town. He's kind of a counselor at some points, a philosopher at some points. You know, he helps people here. Uh, people call on him because they're lonely and they want him to hang out. You know, but he's like, well, I, I'm kind of busy. It, each episode has different characters and you find their issues out and you find how, how they're trying to solve them. And then you kind of see him throughout the next episode, or maybe not even the next episode, maybe three episodes down. You're like, oh, there he is again right there. He's collecting cans on the side of the road, which is a storyline in one of the episodes. But it's high maintenance, HBO, two seasons in. Uh, it's it's funny, dramatic. I really enjoyed it so far. I kind of just dove in this week. It's only six episodes long for season one. And I'm not sure about season two. I think it's about six or eight. I actually should have looked before I started saying that. How long are the episodes? Yeah, that's they're like twenty seven. I think they're like twenty seven minutes, so okay, okay. thirty minutes long. Uh, pretty quick. It's it's quick quick watch. Yeah, my lunch break, I was watching an episode a week. You know, episode a day on you know this week. So that's how I got through it. Okay. Yeah, it's good. I I think anybody will enjoy. It. It's not. I I know. I said there's a the common denominator is a drug dealer. It's not really drug heavy though. It's just okay. somebody that brings people together in different situations. Yeah, when you say when you said that you know it's the pivot point, I instantly think of like, you know, David Duchovny and the Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> okay, all right. Or or you know the Crypt Keeper, tell it, and then he tells into each of his stories, and sometimes the characters interact and stuff like that. But yeah, 
it's kind of like that. I love shows that give you one-offs. Each episode is kind of a different thing, a different feel. I, I like that. And New York City is the backdrop or, or they're oh, in Brooklyn so or Queens. Easy. Yeah, I mean, it's just a different character, you know, adding the city in. But it pulls that depth in when you see in the background a character that was in one episode, and then you see, oh, that's them right there, and the, so it makes it makes the world feel like a living world. Yeah, and it connects it. And when I said somebody collecting cans, I mean literally that was like thirty seconds of the last episode, and you're like, oh yeah, from episode two, there he is again, you know. So I love the connections. I, I uh, it's a good point that you made. It just connects everything, keeps it living. And another thing I watched on Netflix, I'm just gonna I'm gonna talk more about this next week, but the Judd Apatel uh series Love. Uh season three, I finished it. It's getting pretty good reviews right now on Rotten Tomatoes, hundred percent. The audience is like ninety-four percent. So if you have not watched season three of Love, I will touch more onto that next week. Now, the thing about this is is that with it getting that higher rating and Jed Apatow, he said that this this is the final season, correct? Yeah, that is correct. Now, is there any way you know that they may go back? Do you think that they may eventually bring these characters into? He writes a different series, and then these characters go into that, you know, as ancillary characters. Or yeah, you know, something... Judd likes to do that. Uh, yeah, seeing. Like, I mean, knocked up. <clears throat> yeah, knocked up, and then uh, the the second movie that he connected to it. I can't even think of the name of it. This is forty. Yeah, this is forty. Yeah, I could see that there is a roommate. Mickey and Gus are the two main characters, but there's a roommate, Birdie, and her storyline kind of changes through season three, and her relationship changes. So I could see something with Birdie, maybe, but Mickey's character as as kind of a a recovering alcoholic, a recovering drug addict, a recovering love you know love addict gives that show that dynamic. Okay, you know, and then you have Gus, who's just awkward and hilarious. And and we see he has a temper. It, the throwing the DVDs out. Uh, there are several things. Throwing the laptop and then, <laughs> and, then and then season three he loses his mind. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's great. I I just I just started it. If you yeah. can't tell. <laughs> yeah, it's you, you talked about it. I'm interested. It was one of those things where I was like, hey, I'm just sitting down here. I'm gonna watch stuff. Something else that I watched right after I watched Mute. I was like, okay, I got please. I'm like, okay, Jared Leto, I like your movies most of the time. <laughs> Please wash the bad taste out of my mouth from, from that I had what well, I was left with after mute. Give me something that's I can at least rate, you know, give give me something I can rate a six or a seven. Please. I'm not I'm not I'm not shooting for, for like, you know, ten. Six six, okay? Just give me a six. Wash the mute uh, out of your mouth? Yeah. I got a Probably about as I'd say for me it was about a six six point five uh six point five seven. I'd say more actually. I'm gonna say six point five. It would have been a seven had Jared Leto not basically he fell into something that you know we've seen movies where actors have a hard time leaving the character behind. Uh, like if you what if you've seen Sweeney Todd. The character in Sweeney Todd, essentially, Sweeney Todd acts a lot like Jack Sparrow with his movements and even his voice in, in certain tones right before he breaks in, Johnny Depp breaks into song. Jared Leto is a method actor. You can tell that this film was filmed in between projects. Like, it opens up, 
and you can say, oh, this was when he was filming Blade Runner. Because look at his hair, look at his beard. That's the exact same look he had in Blade Runner. Okay, well, he's acting like his character in the new Blade Runner. You fast forward, goes in more into the movie. You can see that he filmed this part, the main portion of the film, right after Suicide Squad. Same haircut, dark jet black hair because he had to dye the green out. And when he talks, yeah, he doesn't have the creepy look in his face of the Joker, but the mannerisms, the mannerisms, and the voice—it's the, the voice of the Joker. Now he plays. This takes place in like 1954. Now, what movie uh, is this? This oh, sorry, uh, I'm talking about Outcast. Oh, there that movie. Okay, so it's it's a Netflix original. It talks about a an uh, American. Who I'm not going to give away too much because if I say to say stuff, it's it's after that there's still soldiers occupying Japan after World War II. Okay, so 1954, an American who winds up through different reasons working for the yakuza and eventually joining the yakuza, uh, one of the families. Or not, or the Yakuza. The Yakuza, Yakuza. sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. I was like, wait, I'm, I'm not saying this right. The Yakuza? <laughs> yeah, the Yakuza. Is that a Pokemon gang? The Yakuza. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but they, so he, he winds up joining up and it's it's a brutal, I mean, it's brutal what, what they what they show and everything. It felt at times like a Japanese godfather. Okay. And that was the good. That was the good. Good parts of it. There was like the, It's just hit. All the other actors were very strong in it, and they're all. It's all other basically Japanese actors with one other actor who shows up, and it's kind of. It's been a while since you've seen him, so when you see him, you're kind of like, "Hey, I think I recognize that guy." Uh, I think he was in Into the Wild and. Uh, uh, Bunch of other, bunch of other films. I can't think off the top of my head at the moment, but it's it, that's how it's kind of been. Like it's been a while since he's been in stuff, and so now it's kind of like, eh, you know, there he is. Nope, oh, bye bye. But the the film, it it was it was worth my time. Like that one, and it's over two hours. <laughs> oh, really? It's long. Yeah, yeah. Jeez. It's over two. Yeah, it's over two hours. I watched it. For me. The only problem with that I had with it, aside from Jared Leto's voice in it, that also kept it from being a little higher on the on the list, was that he is just how it ends. It just abruptly ends. No like, satisfaction. There's some satisfaction, but you want to know what the next step is. So it it almost leads it like, oh, hey, if you like this, if this gets a lot of views. We're gonna do a sequel. Ugh. Okay. And that's that's where I'm like, and I can't. I want to. I want you can leave me with a cliffhanger, but make sure I'm fully satisfied, and then give me a cliffhanger a- afterwards, like at the end of the credits or something like that. Go the Marvel route. Come on, Netflix. There, you know this. Everybody's trying to sell you a trilogy now. That's, yeah. <laughs> true. Outcast though it sounds interesting. I I like the World War II uh, vibe. I like that it's a mafia movie, kind of in the 1950s, Godfather stylish, but with you know, Yakazuki. 
<laughs> or whatever you said. <laughs> Yakuza. <laughs> the Yakuza. I can't even I can't even redo the word that you were saying before. It's, it, Yakuza. <laughs> Yakuza. Yeah. That's that sounds interesting to me. Something I would I would watch. Yeah, and the one of the cool things is they do go into the meaning of the tattoos when they give when they have their full body suits and everything. I did see this trailer now. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah I did so, see this trailer. Okay. It has a lot of interesting facts about it. Uh parts about it and stuff that it, it's it for me was where it kept my attention, yeah. and I didn't feel like I was being led off in multiple directions. I was able to like, hey, I see the story, I get the story, makes sense. Yeah, wash the taste out of my mute mouth. <laughs> yeah, Jared Leto, uh, great actor, uh, Blade Runner twenty four, and I that I like that you mentioned that because. I'm still only halfway through that movie because I'm trying to oh, watch man. it with my wife and we keep having to stop it and start it, kids, yada, yada, yada. But uh, Jared Leto, I just got to the, the probably you know, 10, 15 minutes with him mm-hmm. in the movie and I was like, I didn't know he was in the movie. I was like, awesome. Okay, this is great. One thing about him in that movie, did you know that those con- those are those not that's not computerized over. Those are contacts he's wearing yes. that actually make him blind. Okay, I knew something. Okay, I didn't know. I didn't catch the that full. Okay, okay, that makes more sense now. I was thinking at first they were contacts that were giving him some type of uh, basically digital screen in front of him, like a no, computer he, that he could use in front of him or something like that. No, he's blind. That's why he had the cameras flying yes. behind him. But yeah. he because he's such a method actor, he, he they could have done it and allowed him to see. He's like, no, just make it so I'm. He's like was ninety percent blind. Really? Okay, that's cool. That's good yeah. to know. So next up, we're just, you know, getting into our game chat for, for the week. What what on what what's what what's been in your, your, your console this week? PC, whatever, phone. Have you got anything that's been going on good for you? No, you don't want to talk about the phone because there's been a game on my phone that I've been playing for like four years now. And oh, it's, oh, it's hard oh. for me to stop, but uh Clash? I, Clash of Clans, yeah. I I <laughs> at work every break I kind of tap into it, you know, here and there. That game never stops. Supercell is a really good manufacturing of handheld games. Uh, I actually played three of them before that they all made, and they're all decent games. But in the real world, in real gaming, I played a little bit of PUBG. Um, the flowing of the game on the Xbox seems to be a little bit better after the last update. Some of the patches that they put in place, it feels a little bit... The flow feels a little bit better. Now, the rendering, I still find, has problems with people playing on the Xbox S. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people I'm playing with will just die instantly because one guy got stuck behind some boxes in the hallway, and I actually had to toss a grenade, beautiful grenade throw, by the way, up above the boxes, off the wall, just to kill him because he was like, just kill me, kill me, I'm done. And you bank shocked. <laughs> I, bank, I bank shot it. Yeah, it was a beautiful throw. So the rendering issues are still there. Now, I'm playing on the Xbox One X, and I've had zero rendering issues. When I land out of the plane with my parachute, everything's there for me. I don't have any issues, but I do know that there's still issues with the Xbox One S. Yeah, I play on both. Uh, I play I, I, what I'm trying to be. I mean, so that's one thing is I can't really look at my career and be like, oh, yeah, I'm so good because I'm not because I do play on the S. If you if you're trying to go if you're trying to be really good at this game, if you're not playing on PC, you need to be playing on the X because Agreed. that's where you're yeah. gonna get your that's where you're gonna get your true ability to be competitive. It's I, I played that a little bit. 
and I did have some of the rendering issues because I was playing on the S. Uh, I haven't won any games this week. I'm I'm over thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I did jump in and play some more of the most recent update to Fortnite. You know the game that the whole world's playing. Yeah, but their most recent update has caused a lot of lag spikes uh, on whatever. It doesn't matter what console you play on. Even PC has been having these major lag spikes with the game. It's huh. and so they're they're working right now. The studio pushes this stuff out so fast. They're already got an update in the works to fix it. So I, you know, if you're a Fortnite player, you know, it seems like the whole world's a Fortnite player to some degree. So my son plays Fortnite on the PlayStation Four, mm-hmm. and he doesn't have any real issues with it. Are you playing on the Xbox One S or X? I played on both, Play and there's still, there's still, and so just to clarify, my X is my X, my PC. I play on both, and they're both hardwired in, and I am getting these still these lag these lag spike moments. My S is Wi-Fi, and it and so when I play on that, yes, I do still get, I am experiencing it wired in or Wi-Fi. Okay, so you're getting it both. Yeah. Okay. And and it, so it's and and it's all over the it's all over forums things like that. Part of it, I feel, I feel the issue is is because they just released the ability for crossplay, but it's not crossplay as everybody thought it was going to be. Like, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah. So, because everybody's like, oh yeah. So since I have this stuff on Xbox, if I play it on the PC, it's going to carry over. Your items don't carry over. If you play it on Xbox and that's where your items are, you're playing on Xbox. You join someone on PC, they're going to be, you're going to be in, everybody else you're playing with is going to be PC players. If PC player joins someone on Xbox, they're going to be playing on PC, but everybody else they're playing against is going to be on Xbox. Xbox, okay. Uh, or, you know, you know, so that, that's, or if you join someone on mobile. Now, this I- is where... I start thinking, because mobile is out right now, I'm thinking, how good is those controls on mobile? A lot of people are actually saying it's some of the best controls for this, because there's a lot of Battle Royale games, but I'm trying to figure out how they're doing this stuff, how people say it's really good, except for you die super fast in the in the, the, the storm. I want to join someone on mobile <laughs> and then take on, be playing on my Xbox or my PC and take on all the people on mobile because then I'll start getting some wins. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did see two PUBG with a mobile game coming out and I saw some of the controls. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of the gameplay. It was just still photos. But again, that's, that's just, I, those games never work for me on a mobile device. They just don't. The experience is not there. Uh, I guess it could be fun if you're like at a doctor's appointment and you're waiting for your kid to get a checkup or something and you want to jump in and I, I don't know. I don't get it really. It does kill time. I do play, I tried to play it on PC, which the PC version of this game really just sucks. But the, I played Battle Royale, which is 150 players Okay. on mobile and the controls and stuff, it works. It, it's something I can hop into as a free to play. I'm like, okay, you know, it's, I don't take it seriously. It's just something yeah. to kill pass some pass some time by. Yeah, okay, yeah. Is it automatic shoot on that one too? No. See the Roblox yeah. one I downloaded and it's a basically a battle royale too. And I was playing that for a little bit, and this is the auto shoot. 
you basically you just point at somebody and they just start shooting automatically. And it's fun. I mean, just fun to jump around, but there's really nothing for me to gain from it. I, I don't know. I There's other games that you could play, you know, like Lock and Key or something like that if you wanted to uh, play something great on the mobile devices. <laughs> Another thing I was playing that you can actually cross between an Xbox and PC player, which I didn't know, and I jumped into that beta and that hype that Damien's been hyping for the last month, and that's Sea of Thieves. Last month, man. It's been like over <laughs> a year. A year. <laughs> over a year. <laughs> but last week we talked about it, and I downloaded the beta, and I jumped in before the beta was closed. And as soon as I jumped in, Damien, uh, I think it was a Saturday last week, and I was supposed to go to the store. And two hours later, my wife is like, are you going to go? And I'm like, I, I, I just got to make it to the outpost, trade these trade these treasure chests in, get my gold, and then I can leave. But I can't leave yet because if I don't trade in at the outpost, I'm not going to get the gold. And I just did all this work for this gold. So Sea of Thieves, really fun game. But the thing I really just want to say, because we're going to talk more about Sea of Thieves here coming up. The thing I really want to say is that the graphics, I know it's a little more cartoonish, kind of looks like a Fortnite type of thing. The graphics on the Xbox One X and my 4K TV, the water, the waves, the wind, the storms, the islands from afar, the islands up close, birds, pigs, whatever. It's completely and entirely a beautiful world that you can jump into and just explore and have fun. Uh, I, I was actually really blown away about how great it is to swim into the ocean with sharks coming at you or sunken ships or you got a school of fish circling around you as you're trying to dive in and find that treasure chest. I, I was more blown away than the videos you're showing me or anything I've seen on YouTube in person, man. Really fun game. Really beautiful game. I'm really excited for the release next week. Yeah, I mean, you can't the you can't, you know, Pixar there's been people from Pixar Studios that were at E3 last year that were playing the game, and they were like blown away by how this gaming studio has created water that is better better looking than anything that these movie studios have put out. Yeah, that's I think that's the 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 key. There is the water has to look so realistic, and it does, man. It just it really blown me away. I've never played a game that I feel wet when I get in the water. <laughs> okay. I'm playing the game and you feel, you can kind of feel the weight of it kind of. And it's just, you, the sound, the appearance, everything you, like when you're, you're running out of breath, I feel like, I mean, I, part, I'm an asthmatic. I feel like I'm having an asthma attack. I'm like, I got to get to the top. The sound effects, it's all in the sound and it's all in the visual. The, I mean, it's the sound, the visuals, everything is this myriad of just, it's it's true synergy how it works together they've some companies you know they have their different the studios they have their different teams and then they make something and it comes they pull it all together but it you can tell oh a different team worked on this a different team worked on it there's a disconnect the game might be good but you can still tell where things were just kind of put in place this it's it's just it's smooth and it just Very feels smooth. like yep. everything was created by the same person. Like it feels like one person created everything because it, it just, you can't wrap your head around how this is something that was created by a team of people, by a studio, because you would think that there would be something you would see, be able to point out and be like, 
oh, I can see that, but you can't. It's seamless. You're you're correct on that, and and your point is a really good point that the sound and the visual have to come together as one. The sound of the water uh, just hitting the ship as you're just traveling, or you jump into the water from I climbed up this one big mountain, and actually the other other people I was playing with were like, come on, let's go, let's go. And I'm like, hang on, hang on. I want to get to the top of this because I just wanted to look. I just wanted to kind of do a 360 and look at this world that I'm in. And then I jumped off this cliff and I dove into the water. Uh, not dive, but you kind of go feet first, but <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And you get into the water and just the sound of that. And I kind of swooped up around and I saw the fish and then I you start swimming. Then you, as soon as you get to the top of the water, the sound changes because you're out, you know, your head's above water now. And you can hear as you're getting to the the ship, the climb up the ladder, the water hitting the side of the ship. As you're, it, I I was so impressed about the water <laughs> that <clears throat> it took me out of the game a little bit when I first started playing. Like I was making mistakes, and people that were more experienced than me, like, no, no, you got to do it like this. I'm like, sorry, dude, it's my first time playing. Like, relax. Uh, yeah, I was blown away by the visual that's in this game. Yeah, and any of us that have played since any of the other alphas. First thing we do when we see people, we can tell someone's new is they're like, they're paused for a second. And we're like, you're looking at the water, aren't you? They're just like, yeah, I'm looking at the water. I'm like, you're new, aren't you? Okay, get in my backpack. (laughs) (laughs) Something else that's going on with with Game Chat. We're going to get back. We're going to touch back on Sea of Thieves here in in a moment. Uh, But we wanted to talk about a game that's, Right now, this is going to be coming out here very, fairly soon. It doesn't have the release date yet, but the final beta is going on right now. And if you're an Xbox insider, you can check it out. Uh, well, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be over. But I'm talking about RoboCraft. And it's uh, it's called RoboCraft Infinity. RoboCraft and a couple other versions games, based on, including a Battle Royale game, is based, based on the same engine, have been on Steam... Uh, something around the number of 13 million downloads have gone from this game. Okay. I don't know if that means that it's free to play or what, but it's, I'm, I'm testing it and it's, you know, you can definitely see the, the graphics and everything are very crisp. Now this is a, uh, a, uh, it's a voxel based game, but if you remember, if you kind of go back in time a little bit, you know, get in your time machine, get in your DeLorean. <laughs> if we're talking Ready Player One, get in your DeLorean, <laughs> go back in time. Anyway, so basically, you know, go go back in time. We're going to back like to a game that was an early game played on uh, Xbox 360, very niche market. Uh, I'm talking about Chrome Hounds. It's put it published by Sega. You could it was. Mech Warrior on steroids for what you could do. Like you didn't have to. There was no mechs that were out there. Just like, oh, this is what it is. You built your stuff. You had to make sure you had the proper power source. The proper you'd have you'd put attachments on certain key spots and have to make sure you know. Oh, this gun can turn at this degree, but if you put it up another thing on to make it you know for armor or something, that gun might not have the full radius of turn. So you had something you have to take into consideration. It was like a tinkerer's, a, a mech warrior slash battletech tinkerer's wet dream, basically. And in the end, in the end, they 2009, they actually took 
the servers down. And it was, they, they, you still, if you had the game, you could still go on, you could play the single player stuff, but the single player was nothing. I mean, it was blah. It was all about the multiplayer. In the end, the reason why they took the servers down because it was expensive for them to keep the servers up when there was only a few dozen players that really played. They actually, this game grew to the point where they had so many, uh, they had, they, they had, it was like gangs that played it literally because you could have a clan in it and they were so into this game that it was, I mean, they really, if you picked this game up used and you were trying to jump in and play it, if you were good, if they were good, they would, people would be fighting over bringing you into their clan and everything. It was really kind of crazy. But the thing is, even in the game, like if your mech broke, you would have to accrue money to be able to repair it and stuff. So you would, you would go in debt and stuff. So yeah, it was a kind of a crazy idea with how they did stuff, which now when I think about back then, it was a crazy idea. Now, you know what they call that? They call it a free-to-play game with microtransactions. Yeah, yeah, correct. Back then, back then it was just like, hey, this is our concept of this game. Little did we know that we were doing this before the big free-to-play comes out. But right. the game was was deep. Well, people have been scrambling to try to play. Like, they tried to get a Chrome Mounts 2 out. That never happened. Uh, Robocraft. Voxel-based gameplay. You think Legos, think, uh, think Roblox, think Minecraft. Battle Royale. You got the, ba, ba, yeah, Battle Royale. Well, the, the game that's coming to Xbox, which is Robocraft in Infinity, doesn't have the Battle Royale element yet. It's okay. 5v, 5v5 combat right now. Oh, okay. All right. And it is... You can create anything. Like, uh, If you want to have a chicken, you can create a chicken. You can build the blocks. Now, each block has a different thing. Like one block, you'll have a shape that is health. The more blocks you have on it is health. But also, the more blocks you have on it, the bigger target you are. And then you also have to think about it. Just just like Chrome Hounds, you have to think about thrust. You have to think about the ability of your weapons to be able to turn and the ability to power such said weapons. It does have crate loot crates that drop, and then they have different rarity of weapons that pop, pop out. I don't know if you can buy these crates. Which, if you can buy these crates, yes, it is like one of these games where you can buy things that will affect your gameplay. Right, But right now, anytime you level up, you get a crate. and At least in the beta. And so right now in the beta, things are really, really good with that build. But it's just, it's kind of a... like So one, one thing is, there's like I played in a match and there was a, two race cars, a chicken, a T-Rex... And then I was this lumbering mech that I was trying to design that was kind of black and orange, you know, my my signature colors. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to go in at this. Well, my problem was, again, lumbering mech. It does, if, you, if you're thinking that you're coming into this and everything's going to look amazing, eh, it's not going to, I mean, it, it looks, it's, very, it's like 60 frames a second and uh, 1080p, 4K actually on the Xbox One X. So it, it does look pretty, but... The animations and stuff, it's not meant to be like something you take completely serious. But for a tinker, this is going to be an amazing thing where you can build. If you like Legos, if you like that stuff, you can jump into this. No uh, price knowledge right now. 
Yeah, I tried to find a price, and there's none available now. And it's going to be available for Xbox One and Windows 10. Yeah, and it's just something that I'm telling you guys, if you liked Chrome Hounds, if you're one of those few people that like that, or even if you like these kind of voxel-based games, it's definitely something worth to try out. It had me smiling, and the fact that I can build pretty much whatever I want, or I can build a tank. I actually built a tank to look like my tank in... Atari and a couple of Atari games that I played. I think it was Battle. I built one to look like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks just like it, except for the weapons. When you put weapons or tracks on it, the tracks are rendered differently. They're not voxel based. But yeah, it's fun. And the the PvP. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I see the T Rex you're talking about. And not only is it T Rex, but he's wearing a top hat. So you can see that they're not taking themselves too seriously here. And I also see uh, three bumblebees going into action here. Maybe they're just all one vehicle at once. But uh, that's pretty funny too. And I also see the chicken you're talking about and a scorpion. So several different things you can build. One thing that I wanted to mention is that people that love stats, this game is full of them. So yep. you were talking about when you build something, you really have to look at your stats of how quick you are, how how much you know, how heavy are you, the damage boost stats. All, all these different things to make yourself, you know, an even, even, you know, vehicle or robot, whatever you want to make. Like you're a lumbering, you know, lumbering Man. robot. You're probably too slow. I <sighs> was actually pretty fast, but it were was, you? was a big, yeah, but the legs were really fast, but the voxel doesn't move as fast as the animation. So it kind of waves around. I got taken out by something I don't want to admit I got taken out by. I got taken out by a giant Hello Kitty. Somebody built the Hello Kitty? Yes. Yeah, someone See, built the Hello Kitty and took me out. That's cool right there. I like the fact that you can just build whatever you want and take yeah. it. You, so you could build like a Barney dinosaur and just take it in the battle and I, let it got, die <laughs> over and over again. Guy on my team was a Jolly Roger. And he just, it was a Jolly Roger. So it was the skull and, skull and bones. Yeah. With with rocket launchers on top, on, on each of the corners. And then laser machine guns on the teeth. And then on tracks. It was a tank. So this game kind of has like a Minecraft feel to it, but a total Lego disposal to you. So you can basically take any Lego you want and kind of put it back together. And as you're getting shot, it breaks off in your pieces. So your pieces are getting broken off like like Legos are getting blown off. Like my kid throwing his Legos across the room. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) So it definitely looks looking like something that I'm... I'm going to I'm going to cautiously stay back on look at it just to see how many people pick it up. And if we get it, if it looks like it's got a good player base, I'll definitely jump into it because it's something that's intriguing enough that if I'm done playing a game and I just want to kind of go tinker, it's yep. something something for me. Everybody likes to create something. All right, and on that note, one thing I wanted to mention, I I touched on Nintendo Switch last week and I watched the Nintendo Direct and I dropped the biggest Easter egg ball of all time. And I don't know why I didn't mention it. I just didn't put it in my notes. But Smash Brothers for Nintendo Switch is being released in 2018. I, As soon as I saw that I missed that, I was so mad. I actually tagged you in something, Damien. And I posted the video of people freaking out when the Smash Brothers logo came up. When they're actually kind of playing around the Splatoon characters. So it looks like Spl- <laughs> it looks like Splatoon's going to be in yep. Smash Brothers 2. And I saw Mario, saw Zelda. Pretty hyped about that. Love Smash Brothers. Yeah, go ahead. 
Did you uh, see the silhouette that it looks like it's coming to Smash Brothers? I don't know how or why. Uh, what what are you what are you referencing? Shrek. Oh no, I didn't. Did I? I must have missed. See, I, there's I'm... a silhouette. There's a silhouette in the game and that in the background that looks identical to the silhouette of Shrek. Huh? How would that be? I have no. Isn't idea. that a DreamWorks character? Yeah. Uh, they could probably license that. They would let Mario. They would let Nintendo license that to uh, put it in their game. They would just give them more. Yeah. Uh, it yeah. just. It just. That's the only critique that I had on that I saw. What's his superpower? Farting. <laughs> Farting <laughs> yes, and belching. Farting and belching. Yeah, it is. He's the Homer Simpson of. Uh, oh my Smash god! Brothers. I just remembered. I just remembered the Super Nintendo game Boogerman. Oh wow. yeah! Yes! Wow! That was like I, I'm just sitting here thinking about. I'm like, oh man, I remember Nintendo Power and pulling it open and seeing like the screenshot maps. Those, I do know. Those. I know exactly what you're talking about. Boogerman. Yeah. Oh wow! And for some talking reason, about... Boogerworm took me to Earthworm Jim. Don't know why. Yeah, yeah. yeah that just popped about... in my head though. But <laughs> I just wanted to mention Smash Brothers coming out in 2018. I was talking about Mario Tennis and a couple other things last week, and for some reason, I did not put in Smash Brothers, and that is the biggest drop this year for Nintendo. Super excited that coming to Nintendo Switch. Uh, that's going to be amazing. Plus, on Nintendo Switch, on the on the big screen or in your hand, you can still play two player right there. It's going to be great. Yeah, so the rendering that they just released of Lu- Luigi in Mario Tennis, there's a lot of controversy going on on the on the Twitter and and Reddit. All yeah, about- I saw that too. Yeah, I didn't really yeah. dive too deep into it because people freak out when Mario is wearing shorts and Mario Odyssey. They're like, he doesn't have a shirt on. Uh, yeah, the Mario nipples. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is a. Well, is he a human? He is a human, right? They did come out and say he's a human, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just shorter than everybody in the Mario Odyssey level of that city. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so if you're looking around Twitter and all this stuff, they're mentioning about Luigi's flaccid member. That's yeah. that is the conversation going on right now. That's what's trending. I saw it. <laughs> <laughs> crazy that people want to focus on something like that but you know it they're beloved characters and i guess you know was that rule 30 rule of 31 <laughs> 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 so next we're going to go back in to sea of thieves what we know so far the rare has had some major things they did the they they did a stream uh where they showed they showed like the music behind the scenes stuff like that, where Major Nelson went and showed a bunch with uh, the the instruments and everything with Robin, and they talked about the hurdy gurdy, and it was cool because like they they went down and talked about how they went to the to pick up these instruments, and the rhythm bones, which were beef were beef ribs, flat ribs that he cut and boiled and everything, and then learned to play, and that was the first part of the theme, the maiden voyage, which is the theme, the Sea of Thieves was him, Robin, playing with the bones and just clicking and then figuring out how to play him. And then he's like, okay, then everything, after he got a, got a beat together, that's where all the rest of the melody came in and everything huh. came together to create the theme for Sea of Thieves. Other stuff that went on is that what we know so far, big things, big things, you're creating your pirate. You want to be able to... There, there's so many different options that are that they create the infinite pirate generator. What I love about it now, because after seeing, after seeing how many different varieties there were, different things that could happen, they really 
really want you to not have the same people, same faces out there. Because if you just put out a generic face that can have sliders, most people won't adjust the sliders all that much and spend hours doing it. So most, you'll get a lot of people that look the same. They want, we talked about it last week, they want every pirate to be as unique as as you are. With that, what they've, what will be in at launch is you will be able to favorite a pirate. There's eight different pirates that can be can be that will show up. You see one you like, you can favorite it. You can roll again. See another one you like, you can favorite it. You can get up to where you can have eight pirates that you can you'll be like I, I like this, and then you can pick you know out of, out of those ones. Okay, I like you know these three. I'm gonna re-roll these five, and then you can just you can do this forever until you pick your pirate. As of right now, I don't believe you can actually delete your pirate and start over. That was a question that was not answered. They did a Reddit uh, Ask Me Anything. Yeah. And it was just for an hour long. A lot of stuff came out of it. This was one of those things, you know, one of the things that came out was they talked about how in the game, yes, you will be able to, uh, you'll have your, your favorite, you'll be able to do, pick update different favorite pirates and you can go through and pick what you want. So again, I'm hoping that I can have the most badass looking pirate representation of myself in the game. And once I finally pick that, I will be very frustrated if I meet another pirate that's more badass looking than me. <laughs> that would be frustrating after you go like 30 minutes to choose. 30 minutes, man. Uh, I think, I think, <sighs> yeah, it's going to take our streams, that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be about an hour at least for me. I've already talked to uh, Captain Jack Sparrow about him. Like, Hey, he goes, Oh, I'm going to be doing a bit about the same thing. Uh, but in the, the things that, I just oh, want to mention in the outpost, since I, I, I did touch the game a little bit, in the outpost, you can buy different clothing, though. You can buy oh, yeah. different clothing. Hats. You clothing can buy hats. different hair. So I know you're stuck with the same basic shape of a character and the facial structure and everything, but you can change your appearance still. Yeah. But it's like you're picking, you know, you might be rolling a lot. Like if you want a scar across the eye, you're going to be rolling for a lot. Correct. But and it's could, like, you could change your beard, and you can get a beard yeah. like Damien has. And I know Damien love your beards. And I put, I bought a long John Silver beard. I bought like a really long ZZ Top type of beard, and I slapped it on my character before uh, the beta went down. <laughs> yeah, there's and there's a lot of stuff that will, as you level up, you'll get to unlock new things. And the thing is, is that the they don't we don't know yet, but each of the event eventually what they want is that the people will sell different things at each outpost. And that their outpost will update. Hence why you ask questions. Hey, do you have anything new in? And then they'll say, yes, I do. And, and that's something that's, that's pretty cool. Another one of the stuff that they talked about is that people asked, hey, are we going to be able to change our hair color or things like that? Right now, your hair color is what your pirate starts with. Uh, and eventually, see, I started seeing some hairstyles that I liked where it was mixed in. Like you had black with gray mixed in it. And I was like, oh, I kind of like that. It looks like my hair right now. Yeah. <laughs> so they have they have a lot of that stuff. What they said is they're going to figure out how to bring it in because since it's in anything that's in that's being created by the pirate or the infinite pirate generator, they just have to figure out how to take that up out of that game out of there and then put it into a way that makes sense. So eventually, yes, we'll probably see barbershops and you'll be able to go in there and then change your hair or whatnot. That'd be cool. I don't know, each outpost have a different type of barbershop that creates maybe one does beard hair, the other one does hair, and that'd be kind of cool, yeah. Yeah, so then you know that, you know, if you want to 
camp out and take out all those uh, beardos. You just wait. You waited that <laughs> outpost. <laughs> That'd be mean. No, another thing that they they said is, "Hey, I want to. I want. I like tattoos. I want to be able to customize ta- my tattoos." Not at launch, but eventually that is something else that they want to put in because people go, "Can I change my tattoo colors? Can I do this?" Because right now everything's everything's black, but they like the the style, of the tattoos, things like that. Yeah, right now you're gonna have to look for a pirate that you know that you can see tattoos. If that's what you want, you're gonna have to look for a heavily tattooed pirate, and eventually you'll be able to change them and you'll be able to unlock tattoos and things like that. That is something that they said will eventually be coming again later on. That's cool too. I, I like that the fact that they're putting out there that they're updating the game eventually will add more characters characters to your character or be able to change simple things in your character like a tattoo color. Yeah. Because old There's, pirate tattoos are just, what are they, just like kind of that bluish, dark bluish black. black. Yeah, because yeah. it's usually done by charcoal. And I I know a lot about tattoos. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, one of the things that the other thing that they're talking about is that they're talking about, you know, uh, people asked, will I be able to customize for my ship? So at launch, what you're able to do is yes, you're 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 striving to become pirate legend. Now, pirate legend is not legendary captain. You're trying to become a pirate legend. So everybody essentially, even though you can call yourself captain, there is no you're a crew. There is no none of you are have actually achieved captain status. So when you're when you start out in Sea of Thieves, you've you've found you ventured your way out of the real or out of out of you know, the world and found your way into this unique style kind of Bermuda's triangle, which is the sea of thieves. Once you're there at, at the start, you, you can, you're basically nobody, you know, people, you can role play whatever you want to say captain, but nobody is captain because they have not achieved that goal. That goal is not actually achievable until June when they have their first major update. Okay. But what you can do is say, I've saved up a lot of money and you, you play with the same four guys or the same group of people at a time. It's really expensive to upgrade your ship, but you want a certain figurehead. You could buy a figurehead. You know, uh, I could go and buy the paint job on the ship so we could have the black, a black ship. And then, you know, our other, you know, another crew member could come on and they could buy the sails. So whenever we play together, we can pick what we want. We kind of vote and we can pick what we want our ship to look like. And so we can each put our parts that we own on it. And then that's our own unique looking ship. That's what we're sailing around with. I want those sails, the black with the <laughs> skeleton. I know they're just a typical sail, but they look so cool on the ship. It reminds oh, yeah. me of the uh, when they f- finally got them on the ship and uh, the Stars series black sails. I don't know if you ever watched that. Uh, are you kidding? I love black sails. Black sails is awesome. But yeah, as soon as they put those... those uh, those up there, the flag with the skeleton and the, you know, oh, it's such a cool look, man. It, it really is. It really is. Now, the other thing that's going on with this is that if you watched Inside Xbox, <laughs> if you watched the Inside Xbox first live stream, you were treated to, uh, you're, you're treated to Anubis. You're able to go in and get uh, Anubis and get some skins for him in the game. Uh, not Paladins, excuse me, in the game Smite. You're able to get some stuff from there. But you're also able to get the Ebon Flintlock 
pistol for Sea of Thieves. I know. A lot of people are frustrated about this. This is a black pistol that actually finishes up. Like if you bought the hard drive and everything else and then pre-ordered the game, it kind of finishes your collection of these uh, for the the black and silver and ge- green gemmed uh, items. But there's a thing that's on the end of this pistol where it's an it's just uh, it looks like a Beretta iron sight at the very end. Yeah, and what a lot of people are saying is like, oh, that's gonna, you know, that's that's not fair. That's not that's not realistic. All this stuff. You know what? Honestly, if Rare was to take the, I, I'm I'm a really good pistolier. I'm a really good shot with this. If Rare was to take that gun and say, okay, we're gonna shave that off. I don't care. I like the gun. I'm glad I got it. I understand that it was god awful early for Australians. And people down in New Zealand and whatnot, so they weren't able. They a lot of them didn't get it. So that I hope that they bring another opportunity for the for people that didn't get a chance to get this because it wasn't very well advertised that this stuff was going to be going on. I think Rare is going to do the right thing, and anybody frustrated or just couldn't make it, they will put that in the outpost at some point. Maybe the next update. Yeah, so, so they'll do something for people to be able to get an opportunity to get it. I, I feel if they put it in the outpost for people to buy, then people would still complain because other people just had it handed to them. Like me, I'm going to start out with it. Yeah, but if you didn't see the live stream, then boo-hoo. You didn't get to the live stream. Life okay. happens. You know, I, I just don't... I understand people complaining about not being advertised well enough. Um, if you don't follow Twitter or see a Thieves Twitter page, they posted it on there. Uh, I believe I saw it on my Xbox when I was playing the beta or I was pre-ordering the game. I saw something about the live stream. I, I forgot about it. I didn't get the gun. It, big deal. They, they give you so many options in the game at the outpost to buy so many different guns. And you can collect a loot and booty so easily in the game. Uh, you can get a different gun. It, it's going to be okay, people. Yeah. We'll, we'll see how, how it plays out. I, myself... I'm glad that I got it. Yeah, I'm happy you got little, it too. Yeah, because I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna test out because I, I I mostly stick with the pistol. So I'm not gonna say I'm not jealous that you you have it and I don't have it. I'm just saying I'll find a different gun that will work for me. Hey, you know, at least it's not. At least it wasn't. You know, it would have been worse off if it would have been like a black and red pistol that I got. Then you would you'd probably be choking <sighs> me for my account. Yeah, that would have been that would have been evil, man. Uh, it, but if it was like a, I, I like the pistol too. I actually only shot the pistol. I didn't get a chance to actually play enough to buy another gun. But if it was, you like actually a, started out with all the guns. You just had to go and change it in your in your inventory. See, <laughs> the damn Australians were not helping me out so well. <laughs> but uh, I really wanted to shoot a blunderbuss. I didn't get a chance to shoot once. So I wanted to check it out. I love those little blunderbuss shotguns, especially at the Skellies. Yeah. No. I mean the. the the game, the game is basically here. I mean, we are mere basically hours away from this thing coming out. People are doing everything they can to get through it. I watched Pirates of the Caribbean <laughs> again. You should just go back and watch Black Sails since we've never I'm, talked I about am. it together. Yeah. I, I should have knew that you watched this series, but it's one of my favorite series of all time. I have one season left. You um, haven't I'm, finished it? I haven't finished it yet. No. What? Oh, dude. Yeah, I know. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's it's I, hard for stop watching magicians and watch Black. The ending of Black Cells, the the way they 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 cover the whole the I think it's five seasons, right? I think I believe it's five seasons. But the way they just recap everything and tie everything up, I I loved it, man. I love Black Cells. Yeah. 
I would like to do well, that's something we can we can talk about at a later time is that once I get do get through it yeah. is just uh pull people in if you if you listen to this and you have something to say about black sales and want to geek out over it and kind of talk about it because it's the it's the origin story of uh Long John Silver yep it would be fun to get in there and just kind of go in and do a cross comparison between other like you know Treasure Island and other like old Long John Silver films yeah, and just compare it to Black Sails, and then compare it to the actual lore and everything else. We it could would do, be a, we could do a full pirate show, man. Yeah, after that would see be. if these is launched for a while. Black Sails, because what I did was I actually was playing Black Flag the same time I was I was catching up on Black Sails. A lot of cross comparison there, and I was as the game was going on. So I really I really liked watching Black Sails and playing Black Flag at the same time. Assassin's Creed Black Flag, by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, in closing with the Sea of Thieves stuff uh, coming on here, just guys, we're a lot of us, yeah, we, we are chomping at the bit to become a legend because we're, you know, a lot of us are Destiny players. We know that, oh, the game really didn't start till we got to level 20. Yeah. The thing is, take your time, enjoy the game. I'm saying that even though I'm, I am going to try to rush to get to legend as fast as I can, even though I know that time's against me because... Uh, it the next day after the game launches, I work, so I'm doing a 24 hour play of it as long as the servers stay up. Please stay up, please stay up. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure uh, at the then, launch of the game there will be no server problems whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, consider the fact that they're they're stating that this is like the biggest game now for Xbox for Microsoft. I mean, it's it's going to be something insane we have a lot of plans i'll be playing alongside i'll be streaming off and on during it uh but then also i will be crewed with for the majority of that time with captain jack sparrow uh he is a partner twitch streamer and then at some point uh during the stream we don't have confirmation because you know life happens but at some point during that stream uh we were trying to work in to get in a few people from the community including uh including if we can get in a couple rare devs or uh you know Freddie Prince Jr is is down to get on and play and so we're going to try to get him in and if I can I'm going to try to get him to stream as well so that people can get the different angles and stuff like that if he's in I'm definitely going to be outclassed when it comes to being the, my pirate voice but you know what who cares <laughs> he's a professional actor exactly exactly <laughs> So with that, that's kind of like the end of our game talk, you know, for for the week. We have trailer talk, which is basically the main event this week. So we're going to do the main event. The main event happens to be trailer talk. I don't know how anybody could not have this as a main event. It's Infinity Wars. We got like the big trailer, our first like major look at it, and it's... Oh my god, man! Uh, for a fan, this has got so many mixed emotions. Like, yeah, I'm I'm hyper. I'm hi- like hyped at this thing. Seeing it, I'm all giddy. And then at the same time, I'm like melancholy because, you know, we just talked last week. Oh, you 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 jinxed me, man! It feels like you jinxed it because you said, "What if it's Captain?" There's so many what ifs here. Yeah, and I know it's Marvel. That is Marvel doing this to us, though. Yeah. So. On on the first line I'm just gonna open up this with is Thanos saying, 
you hope they remember you. And I kind of I've I watched the trailer at least ten times by now. Oh yeah. I kind of rewound it and I kind of free framed freeze framed it and he was it seemed like not saying this how it is, but it seemed like he was talking to Robert Downey Jr. and Iron Man. And Iron Man's suit was ripped apart. And you can see his face was exposed. And you can see in the corner of his shoulder, you can see partial of his suit kind of coming down. They don't show a big shot of it. And then the next shot is Thanos basically jumping and doing like a Superman punch midair. And so I asked you that question last week. What if the driving force for Avengers Affinity War Part 2 is the death of Tony Stark, Robert Downey Jr., Iron Man, and Avengers Affinity Part 1? Do you think that's something possibly they would do? That would be a crazy move if they did something like this. And I could be overlooking this whole scene and it could just be chopped apart. Obviously, it's a trailer. But it just made me re-question what we, I asked you last week. Well, what scares me is what if it's not just Robert Downey Jr.? What if Captain America and Robert Downey Jr. both get killed? Yeah, I don't think they would do both. But we spoke about last week how we kind of have... A genius in the background, Shuri from Wakanda, and somebody that's technologically advanced. And we see this in this trailer again that I'll mention later. Something else she's doing, but we see we see that there's somebody in the wings that could kind of take that mantle. She's not. She's rich. She's young. You know. She's smart. Uh, this scene really, this scene really resonated to me as just like. We know Robert Downey Jr. is not coming back to the MCU after these two movies, but he did say he was uh, contracted for both Avengers Affinity War Part 1 and 2. So I don't think he'll be killed off in, in Part 1, but what if there was something, some type of driving force that happened in Avengers Affinity Part 1 that really shot us into Avengers Affinity Part 2? Somebody dying, somebody major that kind of ticks everybody off, all our, all our heroes, everybody in the MCU universe. And, you know, launches, you know, part two, Avengers Infinity War part two. It just kept on resonating in my mind. Like, is this, is this the part of the movie that you go, man, this is what's going to take off for part two. I don't know. And I know what you're saying about Captain America. Uh, <coughs> we actually see Thanos in this trailer in Wakanda. And we He's see got three gems. Well, this is this is the point I was going to make is that Captain America is holding him back and it's basically a scene to show how strong Cap is actually is. He's holding back Thanos and Cap is using all his strength that he could possibly have and we know Thanos is much more powerful than than Captain America. But are they doing a trick in that shot? You see the Infinity Glove and you see only three stones. Are they doing a trick at that point? Like they did with Thor. And they did with Thor. And there's actually more stones at that point because if if I'm playing this out right, and let me just play this out real quick. I think Thanos first hits Xander, and I think that's just going to be something where we don't really see it. Maybe it's just a real quick scene at the beginning of the movie. I know this movie's two hours twenty six minutes, so it could be something more than that. But then we see. We see Thor. Uh, we see uh, Thanos on the ship that Thor was leaving in Thor Ragnarok. We see Loki. We see the Black Order, or in the comic books, they're called Coal Obsidian. Uh, basically, Thanos' little thug group, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
And we see Thanos grab the Tesseract and smash it. And he took out the Space Gem and you see him dropping into his glove. Well, in the first trailer, we see him taking Vision's uh, Affinity Stone and putting it into his glove too. Now, Vision, we see in this trailer, now is in Wakanda. And I don't think we knew that before. I don't know if you, if, if you saw that, but I, no. I didn't see that before. So we see him in there and we see a scene with him and Scarlet Witch kind of just relaxing. You see the trees of Wakanda behind him. He's kind of taking a breather, maybe getting ready for the fight that's coming. Or maybe it's right after post-fight. Who knows? But I'm, I'm just curious if, if he's gone to Wakanda to get the last Affinity Stone. If that's the last part. Because you kind of see... We, we see in Wakanda. This is who we see. We see Bucky the Winter Soldier. Besides Black Panther and the Dora Majah. Go ahead. Yeah. Bucky is not called the Winter Soldier anymore. He is called the White Wolf. He is ta- they've given him the mantle of okay. a character that was actually the cousin of, of T'Challa. And instead, they gave the mantle of the White Wolf to Bucky. So that is something that they're doing different in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It did sprout up and they're saying he is now called the White Wolf. Awesome. Okay, cool. I didn't catch that part. So I, I, let me go back. So first we see Thanos on the ship that Thor was in leaving Ragnarok. We see Loki probably being a squivy little you know, slime ball that he is and giving up the Tesseract to save his own skin. And if you look at that scene, Damien, if you look behind uh, the Black Ascidian, there's dead bodies everywhere. So obviously, maybe Loki's trying to save the rest of the people's lives by giving them the Tesseract and doesn't want to see any more people being killed and still playing a good guy role or everybody's dead and he's just saving his own skin like he normally does. <clears throat> it, it could be one or two things. I don't know if he's playing good guy or not. I don't know. I want to think that he's... I want to feel that he's a good guy. Yeah. Just because I like his character as the anti-hero. Yeah. But, you know, in the end, Loki's a villain. He is a villain and he always will be a villain. But I yeah. like I like the anti-hero part of it too. So at that point, we see on his glove, and that could be a different thing like they did with Thor Ragnarok. We see him dropping the stone from the Tesseract the space gym into his glove. And at that point he already had the power stone. It shows in the glove from Xander. So maybe at that point he only has two stones right now. Yeah. And so if you guys are wondering what we're talking about from Thor Ragnarok in the trailers, Thor had two glowing eyes. Yeah. Well, he had actually lost one eye in that. That's why when it happened in the film, when you went to see it, you're like, Oh my God, he lost his eye. And that was a throwback to him taking basically the power and becoming the leader like Odin. Yeah, he basically got the power of Odin, yeah, which he already had, but he just had to tap into. So I think that's this is early on the in the movie, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I think early on after this scene, we that's where we get Thor on the Milano with Guardians of the Galaxy. And we see uh Gamora discussing in the trailer about Thanos, who he is, because she grew up with him, what what his goal is, he wants to destroy the universe. And at that point, I believe Gomorrah is actually just trying to discuss this with anybody else that's on the Milano. Plus, she's discussing it with Thor. And we see her origin. That was the thing is that this yeah. is – and that's kind of what I'm – what it seems, feels like Infinity Wars is. And this, this is this is the thing about Infinity Wars is that Infinity Wars 1 is like the closure of phase – of the first phase of like the whole MCU we, universe. MCU. Yeah. 
And then Infinity Wars 2, whatever that winds up being named, is the start kind of of the next phase. It's the next. And so what this feels like is it feels like origins and finales or origins and ends. That's. Okay, yeah. I saw you put that in the notes. I wasn't really sure which direction you're heading with that, but that makes sense to me. Okay. Because, I mean, we're saying goodbye. We know we're going to be saying goodbye to some characters. And we're getting origins of some characters that we may not have had the origin story for, but it's a perfect time to give to tell us that because, hey, guys, we need you to know their backstory because you're going to be with these guys for the next 10 years. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. And we talked about last week losing somebody that we've been with for 10 years how i mean even for you like your kid loves captain america my son loves captain america we both love captain america uh the first avenger that movie still resonates with me Mm -hmm. really high up in the mcu world so losing a character like captain america and chris evans has played him brilliantly so far uh, that would be really tough to swallow now, one of the things is this the rumor's still out there and has not been shot down. This is the thing is Marvel has not shot down the rumor of Wolverine showing up. Oh, and Avengers oh, part two, you were talking about that, yeah. Yeah, because they did because they have so this is the thing. If you are if you're taking if you're gonna punch us, you know, punch us from the term that you used last week, punch us at the farm. You know, and you're going to make us just double over in agony, basically, and be angry and want to see, want to see, you know, this conclusion and and our our heroes win. How can you, how can you come back and give us something that's going to have fans freaking the hell out and be like, okay, I can handle this if he's here, if he's going to be a part of the, if you either, I mean, my God, if you can get Hugh Jackman to come back as Wolverine, even if it's just for a second, he comes in and he slashes some stuff up in the costume, fans are going to rejoice. So, Avengers Affinity War Part 2, what's the timetable for that? It's 2020, correct? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, it comes out a year. It comes Is it 2019? Just, yeah, 2019. I'd have to look at the timeline again of, of the Marvel release dates. Um. But at that point, is the Fox Disney deal done? Yes. Do we get something? That's what I'm thinking too. Do we get something? You know, like you're saying, a Wolverine, and also uh, you mentioned some characters from the Samurai, uh, Silver uh, Samurai, Silver Samurai coming into it too. That which is really weird to me. I, I really confused at how that's going to work. But but maybe it's the whole world saying, "Hey, we have this entity." that we actually all have to come together and stop or we're not going to survive this. We're not going to live. So if the Fox and Marvel, if that cell goes through and, and Disney's using and Marvel's using all the characters from the X-Men world, who else would you like to see come out? Maybe in Avengers affinity part two, besides Wolverine, who else would you like to see uh, uh, personally, like a Phoenix, like a Jean gray, Something super powerful like that. But we it would have to be... They'd have to have an actress that would play her as an older form because we know right now that they're still sticking with their timeline that they have. Yeah. For for Jean Grey. And the next the next film is The Dark Phoenix. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So, which actually looks to be pretty good from what they're showing us. It's what they're showing us, yeah. And, I mean, I mean the costumes. Have you seen the picture of the costumes that they're wearing? I have, yes. Yeah, that which was really, really cool. That's cool, yeah. 
but you know, if I was to get a character, you know, to come into this, oh my god, mind blown. What if Cable came in Ooh. Ooh. and to fight and was helping fight Thanos? He played double, you know, like we're getting like a John Claude Van Damme double impact kind of thing going on. <laughs> See, Cable's in a very interesting character that you bring up yeah. since he could time jump and also he could time jump with other characters. I'm reading the the the, the most recent release of Cable in the X-Men comic book right now mm-hmm. and he's running around with Domino and Colossus which and Forge, which is cool. I Yeah, I know, I know. So Colossus was in Deadpool. Domino's going to be in the Deadpool you know, too. We haven't seen Forge yet. We don't know if he's part of the X-Factor that's going to be in Deadpool too. But what if it's that group right there? That'd be amazing to me, you know? I mean, God, Deadpool Deadpool <laughs> coming into the Avengers. Like, <laughs> that would be the one F-bomb he would I, use. Like, well, I don't think it'd be Deadpool. I, I'm just referencing the comics. Yeah, that he's oh, yeah I know, I know. But I mean, just, just yeah. the idea, just the idea. I don't think that would happen. Deadpool's its own entity, you know? But he's but he wanted it to be part of the... Because he's he was the one that kind of pushed it. We have... It, I mean... As much as they could, they tied it in. That was a helicarrier that was down in Deadpool 1. Yeah, but, yeah, okay. But he's a rated R, you know, he's a rated R, you know. So is Wolverine. Personnel. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Logan was rated R, wasn't it? Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. correct, yeah. So, I mean, so here's the thing. You can, you can, Disney's not, not dumb. They're good. They would find a way to utilize, if they could, to utilize characters. I mean, yes. this is a, this is us totally fanboying out here. Of course, but, is, but that's what we but, do. Yeah, and and the thought the thought process of having that happen because you you know Spider Man's in it, so it's like, and you know Deadpool <laughs> adores Spider Man. Yes. Can you imagine like those two winding up together for a second? It just, I mean, it would be that would be insane. But I mean, I would just I would be fine. Oh my god, I just thought of uh, Gambit. Oh, I would love Gan- Ch- uh, uh, Channing Tatum to Channing show Tatum up get- because ah. he hasn't shown he hasn't shown up yet, uh-huh. and we know that the film's being made. So if he shows up with Wolverine and Rogue, he shows up, yeah. Oh my God, yeah. Like that would be that. That's it. Like, give me, give me. <laughs> I love give me, Gambit, dude. Gambit yeah, is my favorite from the X Men '90s cartoon. Ever since then, I fell in love with him. He is my favorite character in the X Men universe. Yeah, I, I love Gambit. He's like I. All his iterations and everything like that. I, I just he's like I always I remember in the Wizard. You know, you'd get the Wizard magazine, which would tell you the price, yeah. you know, the value of your comics in your yes. and and your your toy action figures, right? Yeah. If they were pristine, if they're this, whatever. I remember they'd always do every three months or so. They would do casting or no every month when or whatever they came out, they would do the casting and they'd be like, "Who would you do this?" The yeah. funny thing was is that almost always. They, I mean, there's two characters that were almost always picked to played, and it was Jean. Uh, I mean, shoot, not Jean Luc Picard, <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme, uh, uh, Patrick Stewart to play Professor X. Yep, <laughs> and Clint Eastwood to play Wolverine. Huh. A young, always, a young Clint yeah. Eastwood would be really good, actually. Yeah, but they would always pit, say Clint Eastwood, and then eventually they said, I remember getting one when it said Hugh Jackman, and then shortly after. That was announced that Patrick Stewart and Hugh Jackman came on into the X Men movie. Everybody was like losing their minds, but I mean it's it was always good. But John Claude Van Damme was always picked to play, uh, uh, to play uh, Gambit Remy. Yeah, to play Remy. Uh I, I John Claude Van Damme. I think he's like five foot seven or something. Yeah, that's the thing is he's not Gambit. Tall Gambit looks like he's like six four. I think it is. I, I have to pull up his stats. You know and... who would also play a good Gambit? 
Joel. Um, oh, Joel McKinnon from yeah, Kinnaman, uh, Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman. Yeah, Joel from uh, yeah Altered from, Carbon. From Altered Carbon. Good call. I started. I, I like started that. looking at that because I saw. I was thinking about that, and so I'm like, I wonder if anybody else has thought about this. So I typed in, did a search, pops up this image. Someone did a fan, a fan. You know, they did the fan. They did a combination. This person did one where they did the image of Channing Tatum and turned him into Gambit, and they did one of Joel Kinnaman. And you know, they both. It depends on who you're going with. Like, if you go back to the series and you look at the different artists from the comics, not yeah. not, not not the TV series or anything, but if you look at the comics and you go to the different versions of of Gambit that have been out there from different artists like Jim Lee and other other artists that have have drawn the X Men and whatnot. Grant Morrison. Yeah. Uh, he wrote it. He didn't draw it. Never mind. You get different. Either one fits, but man the the one that he i i feel like the art like the artist like he you could tell he was leaning more towards towards joel kinnaman because he put a lot of effort into that <laughs> one it was a full body you know it's yeah like, so and and it but I, channing it like, tatum playing gambit and his gambit and the movie coming out with channing tatum i think it's going to be more on the line of the deadpool type of thing of more of yes a funny hits you know comedy relief type of character joel kinnaman would play more of the series really yes yes you know which i would like to see i i, I would enjoy that too but joel kinnaman i good call on that i like that because he's six foot six yeah yeah he's a big <laughs> guy now i'm just gonna i'm gonna go back into the trailer real quick yeah and we fanboyed out there for a minute and we're wishing that all these characters arrive into the avengers Fendi war but we already have a lot of characters in here <clears throat> yes I mean, we do i was i was I was just completely geeking out on this whole thing. Okay, so I'm going to go back to who's in Wakanda because what I'm trying to say here is that Thanos at this point has took the Affinity Stone from Xander. He's took the Affinity Stone from Loki. So he has two now. Now we do see Gardens of the Galaxy show up to the Collector. We we see them show up there, so they're probably trying to recover uh, that Affinity Stone. And we see the jet land in Wakanda, and we see Black Panther. We see the Dora Majah, uh, Bucky, not Winter Soldier, but White Wolf. Yeah. We see Captain America, Black Widow, Vision, Scarlet Witch, <clears throat> Hulkbuster. Hulkbuster. Yep. And Falcon is there too, and mm-hmm. Bruce Banner, aka Hulk. Those are the characters that we see show up to Wakanda. Now, what I'm trying to say is here is I think Wakanda is the fatal battle, final, final battle. to yeah. save the last Affinity Stone, but they I believe there's actually two there now because they brought Vision there. And you also see a scene where Shuri has a little 3D image up of Vision's head. And you can see the yellow coming coming out of it because of the of the of his stone. I think at that point maybe they're trying they brought Vision there because they're trying to find a way to separate the two of them so they can hide the the stone a little bit the gym a little bit better another white guy for her to fix by the way <laughs> but that scene he's right purple there, and green yeah i know he's a he's an ai but that scene right there brings up a lot of questions of of why did they bring vision there they obviously brought him to protect him they they think that a wakanda is a safer place to hide the affinity stone what is Shuri doing with Vision? What is she trying to accomplish by examining his body? And it's maybe she's just interested. Maybe she's just like, yeah. let me see how you make this AI. 
Now, if that's what I think this might be close to the last battle scene. That's why I think that the uh, a gauntlet only has three stones on it when Captain America is holding it back. And they might have, they might have, you know, took one out or took two out. But maybe at that point, he's still trying to get Vision's Infinity Stone. That's what I'm thinking. And then on the Hulkbuster thing, we see the Hulk in Wakanda. We see the Hulkbuster in Wakanda. And we see Iron Man somewhere else. I'm thinking Iron Man loaned out the Hulkbuster to Shuri. And she's driving that thing remotely. How I awesome so would that too. be, dude? I, 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 that's the first thing that I thought. So I'm glad we're on the same same wavelength with that because I, I saw, you know, like, hey, we've already seen him yeah. out elsewhere, or, or you know, who knows? I mean, Vision can take control of things. Vision could be controlling it. Okay, yeah. Or, or, or but yeah, but or yeah. I mean, if how if how much would you love to see in this big battle though? They 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 shoot the screen back to to Shuri, and she's in her little laboratory, and she's driving what? that Hulkbuster around. Oh, I would love it. I would, I would love, love it, it because, so much, man. And I mean, maybe the Hulkbuster went there and maybe it got some extra plating added to it. Vibranium plating? <laughs> yeah. So another theory was that... We haven't seen War Machine, though. War Machine, I'm sorry. War Machine's at Wakanda. Yeah. Yeah, I apologize. Yeah, I have that written down, too. Yeah, War Machine is there, too. Uh, another theory was that actually the Hulk was actually in this... Hulkbuster costume 2.0 and something happened because we don't know when he turns back into the Hulk we see we see Bruce Banner being Bruce Banner when he shows up the Wakanda what if his the decision is Iron Man's like if you want to get into the fight here's the Hulkbuster costume you know suit you fighting this Bruce something happens Bruce gets shot the Hulkbuster suit blows up makes Hulk angry and then Hulk comes back and that's just another theory I like the yeah. Shuri theory better. I kind of would like that, but it's just another theory because we see Bruce Banner showing up at Wakanda as Bruce Banner. It would be nice to have have Bruce Banner be Bruce Banner for a while because of, I mean, Thor Ragnarok and stuff like that. So I could see that. I could see them doing that. And, you know, he's got a good connection with Tony Tony Stark. They have a bromance. Yeah. It would, I mean, it. so I, I, could, I could definitely see that. It's, you know... There's so many different directions they can go with this. One of the things that I wanted, and we are starting to, we are at that 90 minute mark. So trying to, trying to keep along with that. One of the things that I wanted to do, wanted to definitely talk about though, was how much did you like the interaction between Star-Lord and Tony Stark? Peter Quill stepping on Tony Stark's feet and telling him his plan was junk. Uh, I couldn't have been happier. And then did you see Spider-Man's face in the background? Like he's like he's like a little kid in a candy store. He's like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe I'm here. This is amazing. <laughs> the, uh, but the best scene in the trailer so far for me. There's two. There's that. Okay. And then then there's uh, there's <laughs> so they they end the, the trailer ends and you, yeah. it's with that with Captain America and that and then you're like, "Oh, it's over." But and they're like, "Okay, we we left you really dark, but we're going to lighten it up." Yeah. Then you go back and you got he's obviously Iron Spider. This is what I love is that it is it is that is there. He does the I, iron suit on. Yes. It's the so it's Iron Spider, which I'm glad it's not all red and just yellow. I, I like the I like the change up with the color. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, so you got Spider Man and he's he's like, oh hi, I'm Peter, and it's just like I'm Doctor Strange. He goes, oh, we're using our made up names. Okay, I'm Spider Man. Uh, yeah, I was like, I was like, oh my god, I want a buddy film. I want I want a film of those two together because it's just it's a callback to Doctor Strange though the movie it is it when is. Doctor Strange is saying I'm Doctor Strange he goes well I don't care what your name is you know 
or I, I forget who the character was that he was fighting at the time, but I'm dropping his name, but it's just a callback to Dr. Strange. I, I love Tom Holland as Spider-Man so far. <laughs> so good. So good. So far he's the best Spider-Man. I, I feel like since Spider-Man two with Tobey Maguire, uh, with Dr. Octopus, that was a great Spider-Man movie. But since then, Spider-Man Homecoming and Tom Holland playing this character, it's been fantastic. The uh, uh, kind of uh, one thing we could do to e- end up on this is that we could talk a little bit. Speaking of Tom Holland, it's been put out there that they are, you know, they're not afraid of mixing race, ethnicity, you know, or excuse me, they're not afraid of of ethnicity changing or sex changing in any of the characters. They're looking for a character that could play in between uh, in between late 30s to late 40s as a villain. One rumored casting possibly for Dr. Octopus. Or Dr. Uh, Dr. Octopus. Dr. O- Doc Ock. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Do- uh, is uh, Mark Hamill. Uh, nah. I don't oh, know. I'm kind of, I'm kind of, uh, I'm kind of meh on that. But I mean, that was just that's what's rumored is that he's shown shown piqued some interest in it. Is that for Spider Man Two Homecoming? That's for Spider Man Two. Okay. Yes. And then they're also looking for a male or female, uh, you know, eighteen to twenty something that can play eighteen year old, you know, basically rival as form and the other rumor with that is that that would be a secondary villain and this is we all know that marvel's trying to bring back in uh blade and that they're talking about the secondary character would possibly be or villain would be morbius really yes (laughs) and we we know that that'd be okay now you kind of blew my mind there that that'd be crazy yeah because the first time we see ever meet Blade is in Spider-Man with Morbius and Blade is coming in there to hunt Morbius. And then we're include then we're all of a sudden we're being, you know, we're introduced to the whole dark side of Marvel with the vampires and all that stuff that come into play. I'm, you know, and, and the thing is, is that there actually are in talks, mind you, knowing Wesley Snipes past, and some of the stuff I I used to love the actor, and now I'm kind of, yeah. eh. yeah. but at the same time, I will admit I love him as Blade. Blade one and two, Blade three, trendy worse. <laughs> yeah. Ryan however, Reynolds. however, Ryan Reynolds was amazing in it. I like. Yeah. Him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, as Hannibal King. You know, he was he did he did uh, a, a great uh, a great role in that, but. You know, I, I could see Wesley Snipes. The thing about him is, is he doesn't age. He has, he's like, you know, and so they could bring him back as Blade. I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain for somebody that could play Blade that would rival, you know, be better than Wesley Snipes right now. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I can tell me. you who could. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan, but he's already played a character. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan as Blade would be great. Actually, that's a really good idea. Yeah, but yeah. he can't. But he can't. You know, he's already been somebody, so you can't bring him back in as Blade because he's. Well, just like we didn't know Tom Holland, now we love him as Spider Man. Yeah. So I mean you could find you could find you a no find name. Some, yeah. But I mean or or, you know, Mar- you know, if Marvel was to bring Blade in, what would Marvel brought Blade in as a girl? That could happen. I mean yeah. Iron Man as a girl. I those things never never bother me. Go ahead. No, they don't they don't bother me either. Like yeah. I mean, I could see, you know you know, I mean, 
just you know, yeah, it's something I could see happening. Either way, whatever they're they're gonna do, that that's just the rumors that are going around. So that's you know, hey, that's you know, we're gonna end the show with a little bit of a rumors where for Spider Man two, you know, it's it's something that we're kind of you know, that Marvel is such this crazy thing right now with them coming together with Fox and then them having that team up with Sony right now. It's just it's just mind boggling everything that's going on, and it's just. It's fun to talk about. It's it is fun to try to so add the pieces much. and put the pieces together and say, hey, who could be here and who could be there? As you can see, we went on a Gambit tran- uh, little tantrum there. But me and Damien are big Gambit fans, so that's the only reason why we both love Gambit a lot. This this Infinity Wars trailer, though, uh, too, is probably one of the best trailers for the MC world that I've seen in a long time. Oh, yeah. I, be- it, was really, it just blew me away, man. I, I don't usually watch them 10 times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> It hit in so many different emotions, but then again, like I said, it ends you with that yeah. Marvel flair, and it's yeah. like, okay, this this is good. I'm I'm in good hands. Just and and, and it just it broke records. It broke like records for the for most pre-order tickets. Pre-order tickets. Yeah, for any superhero film ever. And next week we can dive into a little bit into the Co Obsidian, the Black Order, because there is some cool characters that are villains in this that rival some of the characters that we've grown to love. Uh, one of them being Doctor Strange. I know he's only had one movie so far, but Cumberbatch is fantastic as Doctor Strange. Exactly. So Cole Obsidian has a lot of different characters in there that I think could be drawn out in this too, as you know, ancillary bad guys in this in this film going out and collecting their own Infinity Stores or maybe Stones. I mean, not stores, but. Or they all stick together in it. Who knows what's going to happen? I just hope that they don't kill off all the villains. I don't think I. I you you could be right. I mean, you could yeah. be right, but a couple of these guys have big roles in the comic yeah books. later on, exactly. And one yeah. of the other things is is what you know. What happens if Red Skull shows back up? <laughs> now you're going crazy. No, because he wasn't killed. Okay. He was frozen with Bucky <laughs> or Catherine and me. And they like he was they, he just dissipated, but he was the Tesseract transported him somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I you could so, be right, yeah. Who knows what who knows what would happen in the MC world. But they seem they seem to stick to the storyline pretty well. They don't go too crazy on us and pull something out of you know. They kind of stick but yeah, I see your look. I, I, they could do it, yeah. I mean he could be well I mean it's just or you know, you know, they have the test right. They have the ability to change their appearance and stuff like that. Yeah. If he's if he's wanting to affect Captain America, one of the because I mean, some of the guys like the guy that's like uh, that's fighting Doctor Strange, he's like a magician stuff like that. So he yeah. he could come in and decide to he wants to harm Captain America, so he makes himself illusion to look like Red Skull. And that character you're talking about is the one I was speaking about that would mm-hmm. rival Doctor Strange, and that's one of them I'd really like to get into. Okay, uh, so I'll, I'll cut. Acidity. I'll cut this. No, cut it's the, it's oh. so fine. It's it, he he's he's a good character, and there's been a lot a lot of the books that with Doctor Strange are, is him going toe to toe with the uh, one of the parts of the Coal Obsidian, and I love that name Coal Obsidian. Oh, I know. It's so, they call so him the awesome. Black Order in the movie, but in the comic books they're the Coal Obsidian. But yeah. Black Order just is simpler, I guess. Uh, and so I know we keep talking about the show recaps and stuff like that. But when we just were checking things out, this all this news just kind of got dropped on us, and we you know we're discussing ne- next week. Obviously, 
we will be talking about the official launch of Sea of Thieves. So that will be the game talk will basically probably be Sea of Thieves. Correct. Um, we, we also do. Got, we could do a show recap on its own. And that's yeah. what we could do because we have several shows to recap. <coughs> I have Shameless Crashing, Love. You're going to finish Jessica Jones and we can do Jessica Jones together. You have the yeah. Magicians. Yep. So don't worry, people. It's coming. Yeah. And you know this, these that would be something also fun. Like I said, uh, well, I'm gonna be test testing these the stream stuff, so we should be good to go. And uh, the yep. show recap could be our first could, show recap could easily be 2.0 launch. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. So, so guys, you hear it here first. 2.0 launch will be a show recap. Will be us talking about stuff. So if you guys have been watching along, watching these seasons, stuff like that, we will definitely tweet out a week beforehand that we're going to do the show, what time we're going to do it live, and you know, give us a you know ten fifteen minutes for for errors and tech issues that tend to happen when people try to go live for the first time. But uh, <laughs> we will we will should let be you guys flawless. Know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll let you guys know next week uh, when we're going to be launching to do the live episode. So with that, I am ready to get, you know, maybe go on and play some PUBG or something like that, guys. So I'm going to tell you, radio at gmail.com. Uh, you can find, you can, I mean, if you want to just email me, tell me, you know, any of you want to email me, you can email me at Damien.Nash. That's uh, Damien with the I-A-N, not I-E-N, at radio.com. You can find us on the web at geekologistradio.com. Even though the site has been, hasn't been updated in quite a while, we are just getting ready to meet with our web de- web designer and get that all fi- fixed for you. But you can also find us on www.ninjapancake.com where you can find a whole bunch of other crazy, crazy shows like uh, GNA, Geek Squatch. Uh, you can, you know... My morning beverage, my or our evening beverage, Mulehorn Gaming, or excuse me, no, uh, uh, Analog Assault. Just there's a D&D uh, podcast on there. There's just tons and tons of stuff. Go check them out. There are, there, you know, there are buddies, there are friends. Just go uh, check out the website. Lots of good content there. Nick, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Nick and PDX, all one word. Please rate, subscribe, leave a comment, iTunes. If you're listening on Google Play, you know, subscribe. But please leave a comment, rate us on iTunes. That helps us a lot. We appreciate it. We'll read the comments. Uh, maybe one show we'll do, you know, weekly update. We'll just read everybody's comments and, you know, and, and answer people's questions. You can also uh, comment on each individual episode and stuff like that, either on iTunes or on even on Podbean. You can go over there and comment on there, and we will get the the comments and stuff. But you can reach me or find me. I tweet to all sorts of people, talk about all sorts of things. I'm very see it these heavy right now, uh, but on Twitter at Mr. Damian Nash, all one word. And with that, guys, we are out. Track.